you are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We're just two friends who love murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine, because that's what we do. This is the book club podcast that you never knew you wanted. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And this week, we are discussing... Hidden Bodies by Caroline Kepnes. Woo woo! AKA U number two. Yes. But before we get into the book, you can reach us and we would love for you to join in with us and participate on our social media. Yep. We have Read Around the Rose Instagram, Read Around the Rose Facebook, and Read Around the Rose at gmail.com. So join in with us and just hang out with us. Exactly. And before we get started on our normal um, book discussion, what are we drinking today, Megan? Yes, we are drinking a red red blend wine. This is called Banter. It's a 2017 Californian wine. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so <laughs> here is a little bit about this wine. We celebrate the simple pleasures in life, catching up with old friend, sweet flirtations with a significant other, Laughter-filled gatherings in the backyard that end with an empty glasses and full hearts. Simply because a bottle of wine and banter with friends will always be more memorable than sending a text message. Holla. <laughs> that was like the most honest wine label I've ever read. Yes. <laughs> and it's 13.5%. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty. I love it. It looks like a like an abstract painting. It does. I like it a lot. Wow, that was honest. I love it. Okay. So, Nicole, we're, we just read Hidden Bodies. Can you give us the synopsis of what is this book about? I sure can. And as always, we are. I'm reading this from goodreads.com. Oh, yeah. So, in the compulsively readable sequel to her widely acclaimed debut novel, You, Caroline Kepnes weaves a tale that Booklist calls the love child of Holden Caulfield and Patrick Bateman. Joe Goldberg is no stranger to hiding bodies. In the past 10 years, this 30-something has buried four of them, collateral damage in his quest for love. Now he's heading west to Los Angeles, the city of second chances, determined to put his past behind him. In Hollywood, Joe blends in effortlessly with the other young upstarts. He eats guac, works in a bookstore, and flirts with a journalist neighbor. But while others seem fixated on their own reflections, Joe can't stop looking over his shoulder. The problem with hidden bodies is that they don't always stay that way. They re-emerge, like dark thoughts, multiplying and threatening to destroy what Joe wants most, true love. And when he finds it in a darkened room in Soho House, he's more desperate than ever to keep his secrets buried. He doesn't want to hurt his new girlfriend. He wants to be with her forever. But if she finds out what he's done, he may not have a choice. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and before we get into this, we forgot to clink and drink. Oh, yeah. The most important part of this entire night. So true. And we clink and, and drink. drink. You couldn't hear the clink today because our, our cups are plastic. <laughs> <laughs> filled with ice just because the red blend was not cold when we popped it open exactly so as you know we love our red blends a little chill yep. so lots of ice Woo. 
right. Am I asking first or you? No, I got it. All right. So this first one's kind of like a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Like I want to start with talking about one quote and then going into like something else before you get to your first one. Okay. Because they're going to be kind of short. Go for it. So first of all, loved the book. This was phenomenal. This was a great sequel to the the first. I loved it too. Okay, good. Um, and for those of you who listened to you, part one, um, I have zero rants. I'm not going to yell at Megan. <laughs> I won't get mad. Joe didn't piss me off quite as much this time around. So but Joe did still make me hot and heavy this book. Okay. So well, anyways. That's, that's um, Megan. Continuing on. <laughs> So I wanted to know first what you thought about when Joe was in like the first couple chapters of the book, he was talking about Beck, kind of like thinking back because he did a lot of flashbacks Mm -hmm. and he said that she had a borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. and I thought that was just hilarious and all I have next to that was just like the laughy, crying, smiley face (laughs) because I was just like, "Mm, Beck, really? So what were your, what are your thoughts on the borderline personality disorder for Beck? Oh God. I just, anytime, I don't remember that specifically. It was like right at the beginning. And as soon as I heard it, I was like done writing this down. It's fine. But I can't give you like an honest reaction to that specific thing because I don't, but I can give you a generalized feeling. Go for it. Um, Anytime Joe ever judges or deems something wrong with another human being, (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Do you, who the fuck are you to make judgments on anybody? And that's exactly what I thought when he said that. And I was like, wait, 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 what? What? You just said that Beck has a borderline personality disorder like did you look in the mirror you are a narcissistic asshole who kills people when they get in your way yes (laughs) (laughs) you don't have the right to tell somebody they have mustard on their face (laughs) shut the fuck up that's how i feel about that all right (laughs) and then uh next in the opening we see the relationship between Joe and Amy. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that Jane, not, not Jane. Oh my goodness. That Amy seemed like Joe's perfect other half. <laughs> did you call them Jamie? As, sure did. as a relationship name. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, that was so an accident, <laughs> but Jamie seemed perfect for each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, com- like, Amy was a completely off the grid kind of girl, you know, a yeah. welcome to the jungle kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know, what did you think about Amy? I liked her. Right? At okay. first, like, I really, um, I thought, okay, maybe Joe met his match. Yeah, like. Like, she's Amy- a little shady, but yes. still seemed to have her shit together just enough. He was like eating blueberries off her tits. Like, yeah, they were having great. a great sex life. They were enjoying each other. They would go on vacation. She was working with them. Like, she didn't question him too deeply. He didn't question her too deeply. Like, I thought, hey, maybe, maybe they met. Maybe they met each other's match. They sure did. So at first, it was short lived, obviously, but I liked her. Okay, fair enough. All right, 
right, what you got? All right. Speaking of, that was a very good segue for my first question. Well, I'm glad I could help out. So the first thing I wrote down was, oh, shit, Amy pulled one over on Joe big time. (laughs) (laughs) That goes perfectly with the quote I have written down next. Okay, no. Okay, continue. All right, but here's my actual question. What was your reaction when Amy stole everything from Joe? Did you see it coming? Can I read you exactly my reaction that I typed down in the moment? Yes, yes. Fuck Amy. (laughs) What a bitch. How could she do that to Joe? He absolutely fell in love with her, and she screwed him over. Go kill her, Joe. (laughs) End quote. That's literally what I was so angry in my car. (laughs) And that's exactly what I typed out. That fit perfect. That's amazing. So did you see it coming? No. No. (laughs) Me either. I was blindsided. I really, like, just like you said, I Mm -hmm. thought they were just the perfect... He found his perfect other imperfect half. They, they were just uh, fucked up enough for each other. <laughs> and then I was like, well, how's the book going to continue on if, like, his life is perfect right now? Yeah, that's true. And then fuck you, Amy, you mm. bitch. <sighs> okay, well, so far our notes are lining up perfectly without knowing it. This so. is kind of creepy. Your turn. <laughs> so my next one was kind of my reaction, and it goes into, like, how I want to talk to you. So I go, Henderson dying? Laughy face, crying, LOL. Joe caught. Did Joe do his job with Henderson? So when he got caught jaywalking, Mm -hmm. I didn't really, like, obviously at first we didn't have that information. Right. So did you, what what did you think when he got stopped by the cop? I didn't think it was for jaywalking. No, I didn't either. I also didn't think it was for killing Henderson. Like, it was too quick. Too yeah. fast. Unless there was like, I don't know, some kind of alarm system set up that, I don't know. I didn't really buy it. I didn't know why he got stopped. I thought it was bullshit. Um, the cop was so mean. Yes. He was so verbally mean to him. And that's why I thought, okay, what's going on? Like, there has to be something bigger. Yeah. Than jaywalking. But he was warned about that from Harvey. When he first came full circle. Yeah, it came full circle. So I didn't really think he was caught for the murder, but I didn't necessarily know until it was said, like, why he got stopped. I didn't know if you had, like, in your psychic psychic mind that you're like, ah, it's from jaywalking. No. Okay. (laughs) Not in this sense. (laughs) Okay. So Joe only moved to L.A. trying to look for Amy after she screwed him over. Trying to kill her, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she didn't quite hide her all her tracks like she thought she did. Which is kind of funny. Because mm-hmm. she tried so hard, but not. She did. Um, so while Joe was there, he kept looking for the Amy that he knew. Um, like, for example, in the college shirts and that sort of thing. Do you think he was right to search for his Amy? Or do you think he should have kind of thought she was going to change her look or change something about her while she was there. I'm going to say yes and no, just because that's all he knew. And it wasn't that long before she screwed him over and then him moving there. Right. So I feel like initially, yes, he had the right mind frame looking for college short shirts, short Mm -hmm. shorts, the long blonde hair, and really looking for that at first. But as it turned out, a month and no sightings, 
I feel like he should have like shifted his mindset mm-hmm. to be like maybe she's she has another motive for being here. I guess my thought is um, he obviously knows that she's a con artist by that point. Yeah, like she gave fake ID, and the first time he ever saw her was she used a stolen credit card. Like once she stole from him, he should have known a hundred percent that she's a criminal. She's a con artist. He still loved her though. I get that, but when you're searching for a con artist, they're usually they're gonna change up their persona. They're gonna change. Oh yeah, sure. Maybe the hair, her actual physical look, her hair, face, everything that should be the same. But I felt like he shouldn't keep asking people about a super pretty blonde girl wearing college t-shirts because that's that's who she was in New York. But it doesn't mean that she didn't. She probably didn't think Joe even on to her going to California so I could see him staying that same just because someone doesn't change just because they move initially and he wasn't even supposed to know that she moved to LA I guess but But, I guess I'm just thinking in a con artist I'm not a con con artist but if I were every new place I would go I would change up my appearance even if it was just in the way I dress I wouldn't be the same person I was in New York as I am in L.A., I would make sure that I dress more L.A. Yeah, like fit your new crowd. Yeah. Sure. And so I, I just kept getting annoyed. Like, why do you keep thinking she's going to look exactly the way she looked in New York when she's obviously a professional con artist? He was just fixated. Yeah. And that's what I was just like, come on, Joe. Like, I was Be rooting smarter. for him. I'm like, she's not going to look exactly that same way. I don't know. I just. Truth. I just thought he should have not been fixated on the exact Amy that was in New York. I just have another quote down that was just kind of funny before I get into, like, really what I was going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> Joe's with love, and he she, she does it to blowjobs. And I just have to, like, the laughy face, because, like, in all, like, in the last book, in the beginning of this book, that was something he talked about. Uh-huh. So I thought it was really ironic that a girl that he could be with potentially next wasn't about doing the one thing he really liked. And, like, he didn't like it, but he liked her. I just thought it was ironic. But really what I want to know was, what were your first thoughts on love? She was 35 with two divorces. What was your first impression? Okay, well, one of my questions, it was a few down from where I was going to go, but it was, what do you think of love? (laughs) Well, good. I'm so glad we're on the same page again. Kind of. You just skipped ahead a little bit. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, my first impressions of love. Shit. <laughs> I mean, even oh. think back to the first conversation they have. It wasn't even verbal. They kept writing back and forth as she was watching yeah, they were actresses in... act down a scene. I don't yeah. know if that helps. They were in Soho. And that's not even the first. That was the second time they met. Not to my recollection. I thought that was the first time when he walked into the room. The first after time. saying that he was an agent and then he found her. The first time they didn't speak, but the first time they met was at the bar near his house and he offered her his water. Oh, I never caught that. They mentioned it in that second meeting. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't. That's how that. she um recognized him. She's like, Oh, you're the one that gave me your water. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So they hadn't spoken before, but they had visually and socially interacted once prior to the Soho house. Um, 
I guess my first impression was she was flirtatious. She was into him. Um, I also thought she moved a little fast. They both kind of did. But yeah. then later <clears throat> finding out the reasons why she moved so fast kind of made sense. It made sense later, but just as my first impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think me flirting with a guy who just sits at my table and we're handwriting messages because I'm listening to like a audition in my head. Like, um, I'm not going to go, Hey, would you like to have dinner with my parents? Yeah. That was a little fast. (laughs) (laughs) Very fast. So I thought she was sweet and kind and cool, but also it was a little red flaggy that you would instantly want to bring this new guy to meet your parents the professor (laughs) (laughs) um did you want me to speak on my half of that question yeah go for it since it's one of my questions in the future i'll just won't ask it i kind of had the same like she moved fast i thought it was very played out well that he would meet such a character next Mm -hmm. that kind of took those emotions of amy away which led the storyline to continue on Mm-hmm. But then I was more surprised that, like, she's so rich that she only wears underwear once and then throws it away. <laughs> as soon as, like, I heard that, I was just like, what a waste. Can I just tell you a personal anecdote about that? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it's not about myself, but I have a friend, or I used to have a friend. I don't know. I guess we're acquaintances now. I don't really hang out with her anymore. Okay. Um, But... She is so fashion forward and so like bougie. She's not rich by any means, but she refuses to wear any outfit more than once. What? Yeah. So what she did was create her own fashion line. And in the last like two or three years, she's learned how to sew. And I've, I'm just watching her like on Facebook <laughs> and she is creating her own she has her own brand and everything but like every outfit she wears to a party or church or whatever she's doing she sews herself that's a lot of work but she told me i don't wear an outfit more than once and i saw her put on facebook recently i like this dress i made so much i might wear it twice (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) i guess if you have the skills and you can have the means for that, sure. But even before she learned the skills, I don't know how she was affording to wear new clothes every single day. Like, I just, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't either. Just like, I was appalled by her throwing away underwear. Exactly. She's like, I could wash that and wear it again next week. I'm like, <laughs> to work, I wear the same pair of jeans like two or three times a week. I wear the I rotate like four or five shirts. Yep. And then I throw in a pair of leggings or jeggings. I wear clothes until they die. Exactly. <sighs> I just don't I don't get the only wearing something one time and then it's over. <laughs> no, me either. That's funny. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess it's my turn. Yes. Okay. Um my question is uh sort of related but a little backtracking. I said, Joe finds love at Soho House, where he is actually looking for Amy. And then I put, 
is he going to move on to her and forget about looking for Amy? Or did you think he was going to move on to Love and forget about Amy? Or what were your thoughts in that particular I moment? thought immediately once he saw Love and, like, the way their first initial, like, kind of reactions back and forth were good. Like, he thought uh-huh. she was going to, like, freak out when he, like, touched her and she was, like, chill. Mm-hmm. And then now I remember the water thing. I thought at that point Amy was kind of like a dead character. Okay. Like he was going to spend the rest of the storyline on with love. Focus it. Because as soon as the things progressed, we met her brother, Forty, mm-hmm. and then the family, and then he immediately went to the family's houses. I was like, okay, this is how the story is going to continue on. Right. Because but- like I said earlier, I thought like his love with Amy, I didn't know how the book was going to go forward. Right, but I was just focusing in that exact moment. Like, did you see him? Just the meeting in Soho House, not knowing everything after, but just their their chemistry or whatever. Oh, yeah. Did you instantly be like, oh, he's moving on to love, and he's going to forget about his mission with Amy? Especially in the way that, like, they were being cutesy back and forth, and then as soon as they started verbally talking, Mm -hmm. they kissed. I was like, it's done. He's in love. Yeah. Like, even if he doesn't know that's the type of – personality he has Mm -hmm. he wants love so bad he wants to be accepted so bad that like the next girl that seems cool and that gives it to him Mm -hmm. he's good to go okay fair enough okay cool all right so my next one for you okay it's a quote i'm skipping around again so he's with love they're in mexico Jeez, you never keep anything in any kind of chronological order okay how do you write your questions that way while you're listening to the book? Because, I don't know, <laughs> sometimes I get just caught up in listening that I just don't write any questions because I'm so in the moment, and then the thoughts I think I just, like, skip over. Okay, go ahead. So this quote, give yourself time and space to celebrate the work you do after he killed Flincher the cop. So I really just want to know what... What are your reactions on the quote? Give yourself time and space to celebrate the work you do. I don't really have any thoughts or reactions to that quote, to be real honest with you. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was a fucked up quote. <laughs> that, that's kind of it. I mean, if you want me to ask you my next one, it kind of goes throughout the book. That helps. Yeah, ask me a question so I can. I just have a lot of my, hmm, that was ironic. So what were your thoughts on Joe consistently bringing up the mug of pee? Oh, shit. Okay. You're in my head again. Oh, okay, cool. This is not my next question, but it was a question, so I'm going to read it. Why is Joe so fixated on that jar of piss? <laughs> Happened, like, how many times did he say jar of piss? I don't even know. What makes him think it's even there still? It's been months, almost a year. It has to have been found already. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Why would you think it would still be there? Like, Peach's family has been back in that house. It's been investigated. They've been searching for things. Like, somebody. I mean, I guess obviously they didn't. We find that out later. Yeah. But. Why would you think almost a year later that it would still be sitting there? I think he was just so fixated in his mind. That was his only fuck up. I mean, I get that. But, like, it's been so long. Somebody has to have found it, thrown it away. Like, a maid? A maid something. Like, I thought the same uh, thing. 
And it was kind of funny because I remember we did our first like laugh out loud edits uh-huh. over the cup of piss and how we talked about there's not that much DNA in it, <coughs> depending on the concentration and all of that. So it kind of made me feel ironic because like what we thought was something you couldn't get a lot of DNA from mm-hmm. was what Joe was fixated on. Like he could not let his head stop wrapping the fact around that he left something behind he for sure couldn't um <coughs> yeah i don't know i just it really annoyed me like stop talking about your fucking pee and then at some <laughs> points he would name off benji uh, peach beck jar piss uh-huh and he kept like repeating like all of his yeah. mistakes or all of that he's done uh-huh but still at the end it was always about that fucking yeah he like of he's like that was my only mistake <coughs> everything else i did perfect but that jar piss that was my downfall. That's yes. the only thing. Ugh, that was so annoying. And really funny. Okay, here's my next question for I... you. What do you think about Delilah's request for Joe to meet her mom after sleeping with him once? Like, girl, calm down. <laughs> you need to calm down. You need to calm down. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. I was like, oh, my goodness. All you did was suck his dick. But now you want him to meet your mom? Yeah, it's like now y'all are in, are you engaged all of a sudden or something? Like, What? She's coming in town and you told her all about him? No wonder why they called her Don't Fuck Delilah. Exactly. Like, what? That was so quick. And I think <coughs> that's also another re- reason why Joe was just like, eh. Like, he doesn't want to meet parents. Yeah. And as a, a quick follow-up on that question, what did you think about Delilah flipping the script on Joe and kind of stalking him? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she was so close. She was so was. Well, technically, she figured it all out. Yeah, she did. She just didn't. That was her downfall, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But damn yeah i was just like okay i didn't realize like what like when they were introducing the character delilah Mm -hmm. i didn't really pay attention to like what she was working towards which is um investigative journalism yeah i didn't (laughs) i didn't put it together that she was actually right investigating anything because everyone kept mentioning her as a partier don't get with her all of this she seemed a little ditzy that yeah. too, but then there was moments, the conversation between her and Joe, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's not as dumb as she portrays. Right. Which was hilarious when she found the bag of Joe's, like, Henderson stuff in mm-hmm. the bathroom. But, but that's uh, also, she kind of her screwed herself over at the same time for hiding it behind her legs. R.I.P. Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> she's fishy food now. <laughs> Oh. oh, okay. Poor Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you so... I'm skipping around again. I'm sorry. Going back to the, the mug of piss. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised when Love went and found the mug of piss? Because, like, in that scene, Joe's, like, trying to, like, hurl himself against a door. He thinks, like, she's getting the cops. He's, like, bruising and bloodying himself. But did you have any idea she was going to go get... The jar. All right, let me just read you my leading up to that moment thought. Okay, okay, because I do jump around quite a lot. Sorry, you do. So, but in response, I think I can just read you my next like few points, and 
we're good. <laughs> we're going to come full circle. Got it. Yeah. All right. Do it. <laughs> but holy shit. Joe just confessed everything except about 40. Well, yes, of course, of course. To love. What did you think she was going to do? Maybe you can circle back and answer that question in a okay. minute. In a minute. Okay. And I put, wow, I can't believe love took everything in stride and is fine with it and says she won't tell anyone. And she's pregnant? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I put, oh, snap. Love tricked him and locked him in the bathroom so she could get away. And then, what the fuck? She went and got the fucking jar of piss. <laughs> See, okay, so mine was, what were you were you surprised when Love went and found the mug of pee? What did you think about Love still loving Joe despite him killing all those people? So it does kind of all come back yeah. around. That's that's great. Well, since I asked you, why don't you talk first about all of it? I so I was dumbfounded when he confessed everything to her. I was oh, like, me too. I was like, really? He's he, oh, it's all of it. Okay. But that's not where I was dumbfounded. Oh. I was dumbfounded when she just took it all in stride. Yeah. And was uh-huh. like, oh, my brother's a psychopath too. I get it. And I'm twins with him, so And cool. I'm twins with him, and I have to keep his secret. And so, you know what? Cool. We're good. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> See, I thought what Joe thought. I thought she was just saying that as a ploy well, to get I- the cops. I didn't think that until he realized he was locked. Yes. I thought she was just like, well, I mean, in the end, she was just cool with it. But I thought she was just cool with it and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then he realized he was locked in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And I started going, oh, shit, she tricked him. She's, she's getting the cops. She's getting away. Everything's going to be great. She, Joe's finally going to get caught. And then, oh no! See, I had a different reaction. I was like, "Fuck no!" Oh, yeah, you were mad that Joe was about to get caught. No, his life is so perfect right now. Um, just yeah, just I a forgot, heads up. Forgot that you love the serial killer. Absolutely love Joe. Still, my feelings have not changed between book one and book two. So I don't hate. Ugh, I don't great. hate him, but I don't love him. If he got caught, I would have been like, "Fuck yes, finally!" But I'm not. I would have been sad. I'm not. Really, I don't know. I'm indifferent at this point. That's fine. I'm not enraged by him like I was in the first book. Yes. He never once uttered the word zookeeper. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny because I think Nicole texted me at some point when we started reading this book and she's like, no zookeeper yet. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, so far. <laughs> he never uttered the word. So, you know, he didn't invoke any actual rage for me this time. But if he had been caught, I wouldn't have been sad about it. But so these are just my like. I wrote down literally, like, as I'm listening, and those were my real-time reactions. Yeah. So when he thinks, you know, he's trying to bust through the door because he thinks she went to turn him in and the cops are coming back and whatever, and then she comes back, she's like, oh, no, I just, I had to lock you in here because I knew you wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do, which was dress up in a disguise and go pretend to be Peach's lover because she knew that her family would shut everything down because Peach, God forbid, she couldn't be gay. Um, but while she was in there, she was able to go and retrieve the jar of piss, which still existed, apparently. But all dried up and crusty, so there's that. Yeah. So, and then, but I was just like, are you, she, what? <laughs> 
what? <laughs> now, uh, now I know he found his perfect match. Oh, uh, now perfect. Now he they're did. great for each other. I love it. But, and then I was just like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> it was so irritating, but at the same time, like, you know what? I already knew there's going to be a book three, so he has to get away, yeah, right? <laughs> you're right. I did too. So. I started thinking that too, like especially at the end when he was getting in some hot shit. Yeah, I was like, no, they're hot. He like he has to wiggle his way out of it somehow. somehow. And I'm sure we'll get to that here in a minute. Anyways, yeah. okay, here's my next official question. Yes. Let me just read you my points until I get to my next actual question. Oh, okay, it all just fits in. Cool. So, um, I put I had a feeling Cordy was going to be found alive. He's going, and then he, meaning Joe. Is going to get away with everything. I'm sure you're very happen, happy, Megan. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure was. Literally sure was. what I wrote uh-huh. down. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> and then Joe is helped even more when Forty is hit by a car and dies. And stop there. <laughs> Did you find it ironic when Forty died jaywalking instead of <laughs> overdosing? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, everything perfect's happening for Joe. He tried to kill 40, he didn't kill him, and now he's 40's bitch, but 40's dead now. Yeah. And in a way, like he was completely sober and it was from jaywalking. Yep. And then Joe got a jaywalking ticket at the beginning of the book uh-huh. and it comes back full round. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And <laughs> uh, then I put, oh, this is leading up, I guess, to my next question still. Oh, why does he, why does Joe even bother attacking Amy? Just let her be. You have everything. I think that's at the end where, like, he sees her on the beach. Yeah. And he starts to attack her, but then he, he lets his anger go because he realizes, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. I'm going to be a husband. Uh-huh. Or, well, before he asks. Yes. But yes. Okay. So those are just all my thoughts and reactions. Here's my actual question for you. Um, did you think love set Joe up when he was arrested at Taco Bell? Initially, yes. Just because um, she was the one calling his phone. But then when he was, like, rationalizing it and saying, I've seen this here, here, and here, this is just what they do, they clear the parameter, and I know what's happening now. Mm -hmm. So he went, washed his hands. This is my last spa day. Dried him really well. Mm-hmm. Walked out there, took one b- last bite of the gordito. He just kind of looked around, memorized all the tiles, everything around him. And then he was just like, all right, I know what it is. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. But as soon as they captured him, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> when he goes, well, what are they going to do now? I'm rich. <laughs> I can afford the best lawyers. I'm good. <laughs> And I was just like, yes, Joe's going to be fine. But no, I thought initially Love but, did just because just her phone real, was calling. Just real quick on your he's rich comment. Uh-huh. He was kind of speaking like too soon because. They're not married yet. He's not married yet. And he didn't know for sure that she hadn't set him up. True. Like if she had set him up, you're not rich. Well, that was after he <laughs> saw her crying. And like mouthed I love you to her. Yeah. Okay. And that was when he was being taken away. He's like, I'm good because I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess in the moment I was still thinking, I was still not 100% sure that love wasn't a part of it. 
Yeah. And so I was like, mm, that's not your money yet. <laughs> but he's completely taken care of. Yeah. Because now once it... love tells the family that she's pregnant, of mm-hmm. course they're going to do everything they can yeah. to make sure their child has their father. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which was interesting. Like the way he got caught. Mm-hmm. Can we just, I don't know if you have any questions over that. I don't. I just have one last quick question about his arrest. Okay, yeah. And then we can talk about how the steps of his little mistakes that he didn't realize were mistakes. Okay, so like after he's like already arrested, I put why? I guess at this point, I'm like, I know he's probably going to get away with it. So I'm like kind of on his Heck yeah, you go, Joe. Ooh, remind me before we get into what do you do is that I had a point to make about a, a real life crime. Okay. That I think correlates with this, maybe. I'll do my best. Um, But I was just like, I put, why doesn't Joe listen to his lawyer? Just shut the fuck up. He doesn't have to answer. His narcissism is going to be his downfall. Mm. Because he kept, they kept asking him these questions. His lawyer kept saying, don't answer. But he, like, in his own thoughts, kept going, well, I have to answer that question. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm like, no, you don't have to answer anything. And then, ironically, he guessed exactly what Love said. Yeah. Um, And so it just kind of all worked out for him because mm-hmm. he guessed correctly. That she doesn't hate anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Which, but cool, great, whatever. But in, in real life, like, you don't have to answer any fucking questions. And I think he was trying to, but once, you, like, once again, like you just said, his narcissism. Yeah, it just wouldn't let him just be silent. And it was also kind of ironic how he was just like, you know what? Being here is not too bad. I'm getting fed. Mm -hmm. I get to be alone. And he was just like talking about the benefits and how he knew like it wasn't permanent anyways. Yeah. And he was just kind of living up because he was like, I'm alone right now. When we have the baby, like things aren't going to be that way. Right. Right now I'm chilling. I'm getting fed. I get to work out and I get alone time. I'm just like, all right. Well, I guess that's a. Perfect little break for you in your perfect rich life, sure. Just, that just barely reminds me. My dad got pulled over once for like a broken taillight or something, but he had like unpaid tickets for some other reason, and so he got arrested. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. Um, Sherry. Who's a badass bitch? Yeah, you are, Sherry. Badass <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Love you. Kept trying to get a hold of him, and she couldn't because he was coming home from one of his band gigs. And my dad, he got put in jail, and I think he decided just to serve the time, which was like one night to pay for the ticket. Okay, cool. And I just remember he him telling me like after the fact that he – looked at it as he got a whole cell to himself and it was quiet (laughs) i just got to reflect on my life and chill there were no kids and he got to actually sleep sometimes i guess that's the the best when you're a parent so he kind of enjoyed enjoyed it so you can even see why more now joe is just like "Ah, this is the life but in the meantime, like Sherry was freaking out because he couldn't didn't have his phone or oh, anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would have been a Sherry in that moment. Yeah. Jorge, can't get a hold of you. What's going on, Jorge? So that's oh, why like... I just had the most chillest night. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> so I can see in the moment it wasn't funny, but like now it is. <laughs> now it is. And I can relate it to Joe, like just being like, oh yeah, I get some peace and quiet. <laughs> but going back, going back to Joe, his little, <sighs> little mistakes that he never realized he made. Other than the pee, what other ones did he admit to? Um, well, he didn't necessarily admit, but this is why they finally clocked him. Because mm-hmm. if we remember the psychologist, he was like this something, Dan Fox, and the police took him seriously. And Joe initially thought, no, they're not going to take him seriously. He's in prison. Oh, yeah. He was doing the whole petition, like, I'm innocent. Uh-huh. And I had this anonymous patient. Who blah blah blah? Dan yeah, Fox. oh yeah, they were re reopening all of that, yes. and looking for. And Joe. then the first cop that pulled him over, going to Peaches before he killed Peach. Right. He just happened to open a boating magazine and see the alias that he used was a real person oh, in the magazine. Oh yeah. And then they started investigating further and further. Yes, all of those little things started adding up. Yeah, which was kind of funny because as soon as he got caught, he goes. I guess the jar of pee wasn't my only mistake. Yeah, you're right. So I just thought it was really hilarious that that's how he, mm-hmm. his downfall began. Yes. But even then, like, the, the evidence they had was all he say, she say. It wasn't Circumstantial. Any, exactly. It wasn't any hard, mm-hmm. like, concrete evidence against him. Yes. Which further, put like, further um, supported his point of that he'd be out of prison or jail whatever soon yep you're right so good for joe i'm so glad he got out well we don't know yet but could be getting out so i think it's your turn but all i have left for you are three what would you do's um mine are just what would you do's i already told you i was rooting for joe the whole time so all right go what would you do if you were amy and you had the chance to steal your boyfriend's entire rare book collection well maybe not the entire but parts of it so I'm, I'm Amy. I'm not myself. I'm a criminal. You're Amy, yeah. Um, probably would have done exactly what she did. Maybe not cleared him out a hundred percent. I think I would have been less obvious about it. I feel like you would have been smarter and researched the most valuable books in the collection, and yeah, I think you would have taken those. And I might have even just stayed with him. Oh, I don't think I would have ran away. I would have. Found the most valuable books, found a way to sell them and stash away that money without him knowing, but be able to kind of blame the robbery on somebody else. You wouldn't have been so obvious, like leaving the key and his laptop in the cellar. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would not have been obvious. I would never have done everything all at once. I would have been a very slow here and there. I mean, that's also, like, if you were still in love with Joe kind of thing. She was never in love with him. Well, true, but you, like, if you were in that scenario for you to stay with him, would you have still liked him? I think she liked him enough to be with him, so I would have. I'm more of a long game person. Okay. So (laughs) what's your long game goal? (laughs) Just like what I said, like, I would slowly drain him of money. While you're making money instead of taking it all and trying to sell it later. Make him think. That somebody else robbed him, and then maybe one day down the line found a safe way to leave him. Because okay. I think she knew he was dangerous. Maybe not. Maybe not a killer. Up front, but deep down, she probably felt, mm. Maybe she didn't think he was a straight-up murderer. Okay. But I feel like she had to have known he was dangerous in some way. Sure. 
Um, so I would have found a safe way to be able to leave him, but I would have like slowly bled him of money. Um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. Good, good answer. What do you got for me? All right. What would you do if you were Amy and realized Joe knew you were in Los Angeles? Oh, I would immediately go to my next destination. Because um, at the end, Amy said that she was looking for Aust- like going to Austin next. Mm-hmm. So if I already had that in my mind, that that was the next step, I would have just done that. I wouldn't have stayed in L.A. I would have just taken the next step, which is to Austin. And from there, since we didn't meet up and he didn't know, like, my, like he didn't have access to my phone or computer. my computer, any of that, I would have moved on to the next step. And my next step would have been Austin. So... You don't. Ha- I mean, if you don't have an answer for this, cool. But why do you think she stayed in LA? Um, I think she only stayed, maybe for the simple fact that maybe she didn't have enough money, because I feel like that's that was the big part. She needed money to get to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then as we knew, she went to Joe's bookstore, mm-hmm. but still didn't sell the port port, port noise complaint. Something like something that. something like that. Uh huh. So like. It would have been financial. And maybe that was the top seller. It could have been, but that would have been the, the financial thing, unfortunately, on that part. Yeah. But I would have, as soon as I had enough money, I would have moved. Because, uh-huh. goodness, I wouldn't have stayed that long. Because he ran into her on a beach exactly. how many months later? Yeah. Goodness. Okay. Um. What would you do if you were love and your boyfriend just told you all of the murders he committed? I think so in the way where I thought that she was going along with it and she had trapped him in the bathroom to go get the cops, but in real life she was going to get the piss. I actually would have been going to get the cops. (laughs) 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 So the way I thought it was playing out, I think that's what I would have done in real life is go get the cops and have him arrested. Okay. Fair enough. Kind of short and sweet. Yeah. Okay. I guess I asked you kind of the same question. (laughs) Well, maybe not exactly. What would you do if your boyfriend confessed to being a serial killer? Oh, well, I don't know. (laughs) It's a similar question, but not exactly. Like, I'm talking about more in your real life. If you had a boyfriend who confessed he's a serial killer, what would you do? I mean, that's if it's like real life, like my fantasy life, like I root for the serial killer, but for real life, I don't support that. Right, right, right. I mean, in your real life. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would non not as obvious find a way to turn them in because i feel like at that point mm-hmm. and this is real life he's he's going to be tracking my every move exactly to make sure i'm not being a snitch mm-hmm. i would try to find a way around that to tell it off like mm-hmm. if i were for example ted bundy if i were ted bundy's girlfriend and i found out how many women he actually killed i would have done the same thing i would have tried to Find a way to tell the police mm-hmm. to make sure that I wasn't next. Like call in the anonymous tip type yeah. thing. Or even then if I felt secure enough mm-hmm. and I could get away without being caught, go to straight there, ask for witness protection. Because after that, like, I want to make sure I'm secure, but I want you to get your culprit. Ooh, you brought up Ted Bundy, which is yes. a true life Yes, case. So sorry, I forgot to remind you. No, that's fine. It just So just real quick, I was listening to um, another podcast called um, and that's why we drink and they're not the only podcast that has covered this case I'm I'm for sure but I was most recently listening to them 
and they were talking about the Susan Powell case. And if you don't know what that case is, just a quick overview of that. Um, she was married to Joshua Powell, and she went missing one night, and it's very widely believed that Joshua killed him, but he denied it over and over. But Susan's father-in-law, I don't remember his first name, but he was a huge creep. And in his journals and stuff that he kept himself, he wrote about stealing Susan's used tampons. Ew, that's like Joe-esque. And keeping them. And in the first book, if you remember, Uh Joe stole Beck's tampons. So I was wondering if the author got the idea from that true life case or if it was just completely coincidental. I mean, obviously there's no way to know, but... Yeah, I don't know, but it was just like... I heard it recently after recently reading you and watching the show. And I was like, oh, my God, is this where she got that? Because that is a creepy fucking thing to write about. It is. It's so just like to to make it up out of the blue just seems so fucking weird. But I'm like, did she grab it from that truth case? And if she did, good for her. Yeah, good for her. But yeah, that is a creepy, nasty thing to do. Nasty. Uh huh. Okay, is it my turn to last, ask you my last question or? Um, I don't know. I have. Oh no, no, it's your turn. Okay. What would you do if you saw Amy on the beach, and you're in jail? I think at that point, I can. I think in one of my reactions, I kind of hit this, but at that point, I'm done with Amy. Truth. I have a brand new life. I got out of jail. I'm engaged to love. Who is... You're not out of jail yet. This was beforehand. Oh, was it right before? This was before he got caught, yeah. Okay. Well, still, I'm engaged to love. Not yet. He hasn't asked yet. Fucking fuck, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) He was in that bliss where he was about to kind of thing. They were might as well be engaged. Okay. There we go. (laughs) They were living together. She knew he was pregnant. Um, 40 was dead and he basically had the perfect life set up for him. Yeah. So I, if I saw Amy and I was Joe, I never would have attacked her. I would have let her go. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I'm over it. Fuck you. Maybe cuss her out a little bit. Tell her how you feel. But I wouldn't have physically attacked her. Because my life is great now. I have everything I ever wanted. And there's no reason to give you any more of my energy. Simple. So. All right. What'd you have for me? All right. My last one for you. So what would you do if you collaborated with someone only to realize that they stole all of your ideas? Man, am I a specific character? No, you don't have to be a specific character. But just as an example, if for those of you who might have forgotten... Forty and Joe collaborated on all those screenplays, and Forty kept promising Joe he was gonna, you know, he was gonna be credited, and it was gonna be both of them. And in the end, Forty left Joe out of everything and took all the credit. I probably would have confronted the person just the same, 
But I would have went one step ahead mm-hmm. and maybe like contacted like the next contact who bought the script and told them what was up. What about in the exact moment? Remember Joe and Joe and Love were in the pool. They were happy. They were celebrating. Maybe it was right after. Oh, I would have punched Bordy in the face. And then that was right when they found out that the script was picked up. Uh-huh. And Joe never told Bordy. No, I'm sorry. Joe never told Love what they were doing. That mm-hmm. he was part of it. In that exact moment, would you have said something to Love? Oh, I would have. And I would have cussed out 40 or punched 40. Right? Despite how fucked up he was. I would have come out front and been like, no, you didn't write that. I wrote that because your scripts were shit. Right. And even then, I would love to see you write another one without mm-hmm. my fucking help. Good luck. Exactly. I feel like Joe could have eliminated all of his having to kill Joe, uh, having to kill 40 problems huh. if he had just right then and there told love and confronted 40 about everything right there. Yep. Because I understand in the beginning why he wasn't telling anyone. Because like he said, he's like, oh, I don't want to tell everyone and then it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like you don't want to get your hopes up and other people's hopes up and then you fail. So I can understand keeping it to yourself until it goes somewhere. But the entire process, 40 was like crediting him and like, we're going to be big. We are going to do this. We are going to get rich. Explains why like after the fact that like we found out what, how 40 really was. Yeah. That's why him and Joe got along because they were so similar. Like. Yep, which is why love didn't turn either one of them in ever. Yep. Mm. All Funny. Right. Well, all right. That was all I have for you. Where would you go if you had infinite money like love? Ooh, where would I go? Yeah, you can go anywhere. Where would you go? I'm going to go ahead and live on the Grand Cayman Islands. Oh, yes. I've been there once on a cruise. And ever since, I've decided if I'm ever rich or win the lottery or whatever, I'm going to buy, like, a few yachts. I'm going to live on the yacht in the Grand Cayman Islands. And I'm going to run a um, tourism company. Heck yeah. Because you you bring, like, maybe 12 to 15 people on your yacht at a time. And you take them on a, like, four-hour tour. And you charge 100 bucks per person every day that a cruise comes in. Make yo money. Yes. (laughs) That sounds like the life. I will join you on that adventure. And it is so beautiful there. The water is so clear. I, that's my dream. And then lastly, I have the big question. Oh, dang, I thought that was your last one. How did you overall feel like, feel about Joe in this book? I didn't hate him. I didn't love him. I didn't have any rants. I didn't yell at you. I didn't get mad. Sure didn't. Not today. (laughs) I didn't feel ashamed about what I felt at all. I felt a lot of correlations between, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Dexter, Mm -mm. but I love Dexter. Do you know what it's about at all? Nope. Okay, I'll just give you the premise. So Dexter is a serial killer who kills other murderers. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so... His father, early on in his life, realizes that Dexter is a sociopath and needs to kill and teaches him this code that he lives by his entire life. He's like, I realize that you're not going to be able to live your life without killing anybody. So 
oh, and his father is a detective. So his father teaches him how to get away with the murders. Oh. But also teaches him how to um, make sure he's picking the right targets. He doesn't want him to kill innocent people. He wants him to kill those serial murderers who are getting away with things that the cops, for whatever reason, can't put them away. Fair enough. Okay. I can get by that. And so this book, there were some correlations where I can feel Dexter-ish. I feel like his code was a little off. Yeah, it was in his own it's personal his, values if he righted or wronged him. Yeah, sure. He wasn't killing people that should have been locked up. He was killing people that would have gotten him locked up. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like his moral code was skewed, but I felt a little Dexter vibe. And because I love Dexter so much, I think it softened Joe for me a little bit. Oh, yeah. And he never said anything about zookeepers, so... There was that. <laughs> I was hashtag Team Joe. Once again, loved yeah. him. I wish he could have worked out and ran and got his body fit for me. <laughs> I wish I was the rich love, you know, yeah. all of it. Uh-huh. I, I, I adored Joe in this book just as well. But I liked him much better this time than the first time. I'll give you that. Yeah, but overall, what would you rate this book? Um, I don't know. I loved it. It was one out of ten. Eight. I'm going to go with a solid nine. Yeah. I feel like it holds really well with the series. Mm-hmm. It was a great another perspective. It yep. went on great. Now I'm curious, like, is Joe going to get away with everything in the third book? I don't know. Is he as rich and as powerful as he thinks he is? I don't know. I hope he does. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Once it's written. And um, next week you're going to get another bonus episode from us. Bonus. We don't know what we're doing yet, so... No, wait, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Do we? Kind of. We don't know exactly what we're doing yet, but we're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, It's just some bonus episode. Just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect details. <laughs> and in the meantime, we are going to be watching The You Season 2. Yes. And so the next content episode, we'll be comparing and contrasting um, hidden bodies to you season two exactly so excited i know nicole started watching it i don't mm-hmm. know if you finished but i haven't started it at all yet and i can't wait yes that'll be very interesting to discuss and we hope you are here to listen absolutely so um until then bye-bye bye bye yay